and I was I was fully ready. You don't cut anything. I don't cut shit. So you said it was ninety nine, and I was like, I'm glad it's ninety nine. A hundred is a lot of pressure. And like, who's guest for a hundred? I'm I'm trying to get. Uh, oh, I didn't even fix it. My my own mic. Uh, I'm trying to get Lindley and, and Brady back for for a hundred. That's what I thought it was. Gonna but, be. but 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 to be honest, I don't know if the Phillies. I don't know how. Uh, oh, this thing's super loose. Oh, if they're gonna allow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if the Phillies uh, front office people are, 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 are listening, bro, like, we're not gonna talk about anything crazy. Just let, let the boys on. Um, come on, I was, I was come on Hurricane, let them on. Let yeah. Them on. Well, I don't even know if, if Dan can get on because I was I was I was trying to get him on before and he's just like, I don't know. Like even if we, we just talk shop, might be might be uh, might be too political. Again, I don't know. Hey, yo, Phillies. Uh, yo, Dombrowski, hook a, hook a homie up. Uh, but anyways, he definitely listens yeah. to this. Yeah. D podcast episode ninety eight. This sucks. Caravan VP of business ops, director of data science. Uh, drinking a oh toss toss me whatever I'm drinking. Toss you. <laughs> uh, drinking a Citra. Hellbent Citra, CEO. This business and got a special episode, uh, guest for episode ninety-eight. My name is Jeremy Tactile. I'm the assistant director of the Driveline Youth Academy. Drinking the Stuff Plus Eno Saris beer. Yeah, yeah. Which Eno got us, I think, or since the case of like November, December. Yeah, I, I, I chugged one on. Uh, That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I yeah. Approve. yeah. Is it a hazy? Technically, what to say on it? Just a West Coast double IPA. All right, let's go. Yeah, no, I I, ch- I chugged one um, on video and sent one to and, and tagged him on on Twitter as my I was I was like I was like like the I mean it was, it was barely a skip but I was like chugging it and then like Dan was like in the background like taking a sip like like with a spoon I was like yo yo that's too much bro and then I was like you know the only advice is uh, just make something a little bit less strong yeah because uh, you know skinny boys can't handle it it's hard to chug but yeah um, I mean you know. Try it. Let me know. Let me know how hard it is to just, just get on a knee. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's great content, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially the burp afterwards, if you don't get yeah. anything out. Yeah. I, I've had some pretty good. I've had some pretty good drinking related tidbits on on the pod. Almost took my eye out with a uh, opening a beer bottle, like with another beer bottle. Like I was just like this, and like shot and hit me like right here. Last pod, I had like Langan. Langan didn't uh, have a lighter, and he was trying to open, or uh, I mean, not just a lighter, just like anything to open, yep. like a Corona beer bottle with. Yep. And he thought he could, he could like twist it off. He's like, because he's not an experience with like non light beers, honestly. <laughs> like he, when we talked about it, like five minutes Checks out, pod, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, you sure it's not a twist off? I was like, bro, it's not a twist. He's like, he's like, there's no level of torque I can apply. I was like, no, nah, bro, it's not a twist off. It's not a twist off. And then he was like trying to open it with his with his key, but like doing it like this, you know, mm-hmm. like not catching a angle yeah, at yeah. all. Not, the, so not like, getting oh, the yeah. leverage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I was like trying to coach him through it, and then he just had someone in the facility in AC do it, but. uh Anyways, yeah, yeah, give the people some background. How, how'd you get a assistant director? Which, which by the way, congrats. Is that, is that like a new position? Or, or uh, September. Coordinator, director. Yeah, I was okay. very briefly uh, the operations coordinator. Okay. That was okay. about uh, three months. Um, so I've been working at Driveline for four years. Yeah. Which is a long time. Yeah. In Driveline years. Uh, that's like 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like dog years. That's, that's like 28 years. That's a good years. point, yeah. Yeah. Um and, and and like each year each year adds like more and more. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, like yeah. like like your your four years your your four years twenty eight in dog years, uh or or human years. Uh, I'm like five years in change, but that's like forty two. Yeah, and like fucking scale. Yeah, <laughs> and Mars been working on drawing for like a hundred years. A hundred, hundred and fifty at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I started four years ago. Uh, came out here to work on Track, uh, which is our player development software that we have. Uh, um, hit a demo. Hit a demo. 
We could, we could do a demo right now. Some of you <laughs> listening may have been on a demo with me uh, for years. I did that. Uh, that was the bulk of my job was like customer support, yeah. uh, bug logging, stuff like that. Um, it's a pretty small track staff. Yeah. Um, so I uh, did a lot of that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and then after COVID, um, so during COVID, uh, lease was up here. So I moved back to Chicago for a couple months and then came back here. Uh, I came back right at the start of Academy season two, uh, which was last year. Um, and my background, I before I came to driveline, I uh, coached in the minor leagues, been around minor league baseball, dugouts, pro baseball for a while, uh, and just like really missed that uh, and enjoyed working on track, but just like missed being outside of my computer yeah. and like yeah. on a field. Uh, so volunteering the dirt on your cleats. Yeah, exactly. So volunteered, uh, although not really volunteered because I did get paid uh, to coach uh, last year um and volunteered for academy for academy what, what, what's, do, you, do you want to just generally describe the academy product for for any i mean you guys got your own podcast first off which i was gonna accuse you guys of just ripping off the the r&d pod no i mean it's fine no we, we, we're, we're podcast network bro well, yeah we we're, have a whole podcast right, network right. Yeah, yeah, we're, this is this is a yeah. a cross podcast yeah, 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 thing yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the drive-on uh, but yeah, yeah um, do, do, do you want to just like very briefly like lay out like academy like what the product is yeah absolutely uh so we're year three right now so it's still uh we're still doing a lot of product refinement also and going through oh yeah let the hair down the fans the fans want the hair down i i wish i still had the hair that i could put down yeah yeah, uh, yeah. um yeah, we're, we're season three now, so we're still refining the product a bit. Uh, but the initial uh, goal of Academy was to take what we do uh, with college and pro athletes uh, and some high school athletes, but mostly college and pro athletes on the regular floor uh, and kind of distill it down to younger athletes. Uh, there are a million problems with youth baseball, uh, but the biggest ones, well, I guess the biggest ones are, are probably, I could swear on this podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. All right probably like asshole parents, yeah, right? Like that, yeah. and, and coaches, that's probably the biggest yeah. problem. Uh, which I'd love to solve, but that's a little out of my purview. Um, so one of the like the bigger issues that that we set out to solve yeah. is most. So the way youth baseball works, uh, 10, 11, 12 U is on like a really small field. Uh, Thirteen U they get a little bit bigger, so it's fifty four uh, foot distance for mounds and eighty foot for base paths. Okay. Uh, and then fourteen U it is full field sixty and ninety. Um, and that the transition from twelve to thirteen and thirteen to fourteen, uh, we lose millions of kids every year. Uh, and the biggest reason for that is most you kids, see millions of kids, like, like around like the country, American baseball. Yep. Around the country, they, they, American they, they, baseball. They, they, just, they just don't play baseball. Again. Yep. They, they quit playing baseball generally bef right before they get to 14. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good amount between 12 and 13 and then a ton between 13 and 14. Uh, and that's like, they get to the big field for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and they're not, uh, youth baseball is like very much focused on winning. Yeah. Uh, so they don't develop you know, the arm strength or the throwing velocity yeah. or the, the exit velocity and bat speed that yeah. like you need uh, to throw the ball across the infield yeah. on a big field and hit the ball out of the infield on a yeah. big field. Uh, so a lot of kids get to 14, it's the first time on a big field, and they realize I can only play second base because yeah. I can't make that throw across the infield uh, and I cannot hit a ball out of the infield. Yeah. Uh, and then they just quit. Um, and so it's youth baseball is very much geared towards like the biological outliers, yeah. the kids who are just like bigger early, they get a lot more playing time. Those kids develop a little bit more. Uh, and I'm as a late bloomer myself who didn't yeah. hit five foot or a hundred pounds until <laughs> before sophomore year of high school. Uh, I got a soft spot for that. Uh, so what we do is we take our training of bat speed, uh, and throwing velocity as like the two core components. Uh, and we do it with 10 to 18 year olds. Uh, so we've got about 200 kids and 16 teams that we yeah. train out of our camp facility. 
Uh, and the whole goal is get them to throw it harder and hit the ball harder, yeah. uh, swing the bat faster, and then, and then hit the ball harder, um, as well as teaching some more functional baseball skills. Yeah. Um, and I think that was, you know, we've evolved a bit as an academy as we get to, you know, from year one to year two to year three. Uh, and, and then, you know, I think we'll talk later on the pod about what yeah. we're planning for year four and everything. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls here that we've run into of, um, you know, when college kids or pro guys come here, we don't have to teach them yeah. where to be on a cut and a relay, where to yeah. be to back up a base, yeah. how to play functional baseball. Yeah. We just get to teach them, like, how to be better at the specific skills. Yeah. Uh, so and You can containerize it a lot more for, for like, more skilled players. Right. Uh, and, like, we wound up, you know, teaching kids how to throw it harder and hit it harder, and yeah. it worked. Uh, and then they'd get to games, and other teams would just bunt them to death. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the tournament landscape, with mercy rules, yeah. uh, our kids would be getting like one at bat in three innings because yeah. they weren't great defensively, yeah. and the t- other teams would just like bunt for yeah. the entire first two innings, get like a ten run lead, well, and when then they realize that initially, yeah, like okay, yeah. I mean that's or, just or, like or, a or, and also did it carry? We're like yo, the driving kids just know how to like, oh for sure, like like throw hard and head hard, but you can game them on the on the details, right? And we wound up with a reputation, yeah. right? So like kids uh, are much less likely to swing against us because yeah. they know we're. Yeah. We train throwing velocity. Yeah. We're a little bit wilder. Yeah. Uh, most of our kids, we throw way more breaking stuff than anybody, which is just inherently harder to control. So a lot of kids just like, I'm going to go up there trying to walk, yeah. and then it we give them the walk. Yeah. Um, but bunting is extremely common at the youth level. Uh, we're the only program that I know of that j- just totally bans it. Uh, it's just not a thing that's allowed to happen. It's a fireable offense. I will fire a coach if they yeah. ask a kid to bunt. Um, but like other teams do it all the time. So like if they bunt, to lead off the first inning, which is like a relatively common thing that teams do. Uh, and we just salad the defense. Like, like not just against you in general. Not just against us, it, just in general. Like yeah. try to get a runner on, try to put some pressure on the defense. It's like yeah. a super common thing. Uh, and like they might even like show bunt and realize the third baseman didn't crash yeah. fast enough or hard enough. Like we might like maybe he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you make one error and they're just like, well, let's do that again. And yeah. then six months later, five runs have scored and it's just like the most frustrating thing in the world because like, you know, we and our players, because like this is what we teach them, like our players are sitting there like these kids aren't getting better today. Yeah. Like, they're not developing any skills that's going to help them be a better high school player, which is, like, our whole goal for all of our kids. Yeah. We just want you to be competitive on a 60-90 field. Uh, and, like, our kids understand why bunting doesn't allow you to do that. So they get really frustrated when these other teams just bunt them to death because yeah. nobody got better today. Yeah. Like, we didn't get better because we got one at bat. We got Mercer yeah. rolled in three innings, and they didn't get better. Uh, so that was a lot of the issues last year in year two. Uh, so year three, we added a lot more defense um, and not a ton the way we view it is very much a return on investment. Uh, we could spend six hours a week. So we've got generally, depending on the team, like eight hours of practice a week. Team in the age, it's either eight or 10 hours. We could spend six hours working on defense and we are still going to make errors. Um, so we're going to work on defense 20% of the time that other programs do. Yeah. Uh, and we might make 50% more errors, and that's like a trade-off I'm definitely yeah. willing to do because our kids are going to hit it harder and throw it harder. Yeah. Do, do, do you know, do you have a pretty good idea of like the time split for other, um, or are you just estimating like for, for, other, for other teams? And So a lot of other teams, and, and I'm relatively estimating. Uh, I hear a lot from parents because uh, we get a lot of parents that come here from other programs. Uh, and like the biggest reason, honestly, that most of the parents come here uh, isn't the skills that scale. That's like a huge secondary bonus. They also say defense. Uh, no, it's the, it's coaches. 
Uh, like yeah. they had a really bad experience with the yeah. coach. Uh, coach berated kids, you know, whatever. Like we see it all the time. Um, oh, and okay. they just like didn't want to play for that coach anymore. Yeah. And we emphasize development and fun over yeah. winning. Uh, and like a lot of youth baseball coaches' jobs are based on whether or not they win. Yeah. So like I, I there's a to a degree I understand why they act that way yeah. uh, and why that's like the focus is that's what's incentivized. Um, but we're just like not that. Uh, so a lot of parents come here for that reason, yeah. uh, and then wind up like falling in love with like the skill development portion of it. Yeah. Uh, cause like their kids just wind up being much better. I, um, I also assume, I also assume, um, that like the support and, and communication we, we give parents like on players progress and development over the season is, has got to be unparalleled. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I talked to like, I mean, like forget about like the stats and stuff. Or, like EV game, like I'm, I'm like even just like anything besides like oh Bob, having slack out here, having yeah. slack, yeah, right. Yeah. Like you we have something for them, yeah. We have we have slack. Parents can DM me. They can DM their coach. Uh, we have a feedback form that they can fill out that's yeah. posted every week. Yeah. Um, we take a lot of feedback. Yeah. We implement the good feedback. Yeah. We acknowledge the bad feedback and yeah. tell them why they're maybe wrong. Yeah. Um, nobody else does that. Yeah. Uh, and it. It's a blessing and a curse in some ways because we set like a really high expectation of communication and, sure. and transparency. Um, and so parents come to expect way more from us um, as the year goes on than they would ever get or expect from like another organization. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like a, a net positive uh, that like we're just expected because we set like a, a tone up front of like, I send out a message every single Monday with all the information that the parents need to know. Yeah. The coaches are posting every single Monday in each channel. Uh, we have evaluation meetings with the parents and the kids and the coaches at various points through the year where we go over their metrics. Yeah. We test them every six weeks. We retest them every six weeks, I should say. We test them once and then retest them every six weeks. Uh, and like all that information is in track, so readily yeah. available for the parents. And like there is just no one even remotely close to that. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it, a lot of parents end up taking it for granted, uh, especially ones that have been here for like multiple years. Uh, they forget how uncommunicative other organizations are, um, whether it's like intentionally uncommunicative because like I don't want to take feedback and yeah. like I don't care. You can go somewhere else or like they just don't have anything to communicate because they're not collecting data or, or, analyzing or don't have things. the means right. or, like aren't organized enough to like even have that be a possibility. Correct. You know? Like Slack is free, yeah. right? Like I'm, I, we're yeah. using the free yeah. version of Slack, yeah. but like. Anybody could do it. Yeah. Most places don't. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know. So, so are, are you doing a, a lot of the comps? Because I remember um, I remember when I was sharing an, uh, a taxi with uh, Devin Morgan. Um, uh, Director of the a yeah, 2022 ABCA. And he's like, well, first off, he, he killed the speech that, I mean, he usually kills speeches. Yeah. Like, I think he does, like, really well. <laughs> you know, like, a, like a, I don't know what, what fraction, but for sure, like, a decent delta of our, of our value and like notoriety from, uh, from Devin killing it at, at conferences. But I remember him showing me his slack with the parents and it was insane. Like, I, you know, hundreds of fucking DM conversations. I was like, dude, I would absolutely lose my mind. <laughs> I get, um, so I have 200 parents, uh, 200 kids. Yeah. Uh, I will get on average 70 to 100 messages a week from parents. Okay. Uh, and I try I to push as much of it to, and I should say like, those are initial messages that like I'll respond to. And then there's like back and forth in right, some right, of them right. or, like or not in others. Conversations pretty right. Much, yeah. right. Um, so like I talk to probably half of our parents on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of the communication, I do try to push a little bit more to the coaches. Um, but like our coaches aren't 
equipped to handle some of the questions and I do want to protect them from a, a good amount of, you know, negative feedback or things like that. I would rather filter I that say, through me. Say tons of context switching too. Like if you're, yeah. if you co like, you know, cause, cause at least at the director level, you have like a broader view of things and can kind of organize and, yep. and, and triage stuff. And I also still coach one of the yeah. teams. Okay. So it's yeah, that yeah. can be yeah. a little sticky as well yeah. with like, none of my parents are complainers. Uh, I, I, they, and if they are, they would tell me because uh, yeah. I have that relationship with all of them because I've coached that team for a couple of years now. Um, the only one that complains is Devin because I have his kid. Um, but it, it can get a little tricky. Like if one of them did want to make a complaint, I get how they would feel a little uncomfortable making that complaint. Yeah. So like I, I understand like they don't – a lot of parents are really hesitant to, to complain to the coach because they don't want it to affect their kid's playing time. Right. Uh, so they'd rather go to me uh, and have me filter that conversation yeah. through to the coach. Uh, which most of the time I'm fine with. Um, some of the conversations I would rather not have. Um, yeah. And a lot of it, uh, to be honest, and I don't know if there's any parents listening. Uh, so if there are, I'm sorry. Uh, reading, <laughs> reading comprehension, not super great. Yeah. Uh, for like, I, th I think it's a common thing. Uh, yeah. But like, I will post Monday all the information they, they yeah. need to know. And probably a third of the messages I get could be answered if they just like yeah. read the post that I did uh, and they just like don't want to read all those words. So they just like, will send me a message and I'll just answer very quickly. At the beginning of the year, I kept pointing them to my Monday message and then realized, you know, I'm just going to answer these questions. That's yeah. probably quicker. Um, but we have a handbook as well, like a user guide for parents. Yeah. That's uh, like a living document. So if we get questions pretty frequently, we throw them in there uh, and we post that every week for the parents as well. So they can kind of get an idea of why we do what we do and answers to like, what is blast? What is hit tracks? Yeah. What kind of yeah. information are we pulling from this? So hopefully that answers a lot of the questions up front. Um, but I do get a lot of DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you answered this and I missed it, but how many teams do you have right now? 16. 16? Yeah. And then what are, what's like the distribution across age brackets? You know? Yep. So we've got uh, six teams. No, sorry. Seven teams uh, from, no, I was right. Six from 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Uh, we've got six at 13, 14. Uh, and then we've got four at the high school level. We got a 15, a 16, and two 18s. Okay. And then for this like coming season, are we, are we like, is that, is that number firm? Are we expanding, contracting? Like, are we doing anything? It's a really good question. Team-wise? Team it's a really good question. And again, if parents are watching, they're going to need a little preview here. Um, <laughs> I would, I'm going to do everything in my power to not have three teams at one age, um, which is what I have at 12, 13, 14 right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a good thing, um, but three teams is tough. Um, you know, the landscape of youth baseball and like driveline specifically, um, is this shit only works if you actually show up a bunch yeah. uh, and are like actually dedicated and committed yeah. to it. Um, and if you take 36 kids instead of 25 uh, or 24, you're going to wind up with, I would say like a third of our kids uh, are just not as dedicated. Uh, so attendance isn't as good. Um, and just like, they're not, Culture might not be like as the great culture's anymore. not as great, yeah. and they're just not developing in the way that the kids who are, attend yeah. frequently are. Um, and so, like, I would much rather have two teams of fourteen kids as opposed to three teams of twelve. Um, and that's kind of what we had this year. Uh, and like, I am really going to attempt to do everything to not do that. And the other thing is like. When I want to have them scrimmage against each other, if I have three teams, that makes it a little yeah. harder. Like yeah. one of the, they have to scrimmage against a different age group, yeah. and then like that just kind of gets a little tricky too. Um, but we we we're still going to keep sixteen teams. Uh, my goal is just we have eight age levels. My goal is just two per age level. Um, um 
do you, so do we have like tryouts or like what's the what's the process there it's a great question uh so our tryout process is very different than like any other youth baseball yeah. tryout uh because most of what we get uh, or most of what the information you get from youth baseball tryout is useless yeah. uh like what, 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 what is a regular youth baseball tryout just like uh so a lot course. of tryouts almost so most tryouts uh there's no warm-up right like they just like you run right into it uh which is just great uh most tryouts include a kid throwing off a mount uh which also terrible idea yeah you don't know how often how much this kid has been throwing yeah tryouts generally happen in in july maybe yeah. june that's how you find out bro you see if they got hurt then they don't make the team right, right. We need exactly like june and july you're in the middle yeah. of like we'll league stick, and tournament we'll season not hurt. yeah we'll like we'll, not hurt. we'll throw you on a mount right um and then they'll take like two rounds of bp where like nothing is it's just like diddy hit it hard yeah. um so what we do for our tryout um and then they all the like everybody else will hit ground balls and hit fly balls to kids yeah. um what we do for our tryout is uh we get them on the force plates. Yeah. Uh, that's the first thing they do when they come in is they do jump tests on the force plates. They do kind of movement jump. Um, they do squat jump and they do an RSI uh, on the, our force plates. And then um, we get them in the cages uh, and we they're swinging bats with blast sensors uh, and swinging in front of a hit tracks. And we just, it's not the most data-driven process, but we just like write down their top five bat speeds and top five VVs. I mean, it's data-driven. It's just not the most... Uh data it's not the, it's, it's a little bit more manual yeah. right uh, of like writing down the top five exit sure. velos or whatever because we're not going to make a hit tracks count for every yeah. single kid or a blast yeah. count for every single kid so we write down top five bat speeds top five exit velos so we have an idea of like what this kid looks like swing metric wise and then we let them play catch uh we we well we take them to j-band station take them to wrist weights uh ask them the very leading question of have you ever done any of this before yeah. uh and then what we did last summer which i think we're gonna do again this summer because it was uh, kind of funny uh, was if they said yes, we just let them do whatever they had been taught to do uh, with J bands and wrist weights. Always wrong, like never like proper things that they're doing. Yeah. Like it's just all salad drills or whatever. Um, and then we just get them like throwing into a net in the cage. Yeah. Uh, so it's like we all we want to know is what are they producing on the force plates? Yeah. Exit velo and bat speed. And like, how well do they move as a thrower? Yeah. Uh, and then the tryout's over. Like, we don't. So it's like an hour max. Yeah. We don't do nice. fielding. Um, like, we don't do a lot of that stuff um, because you can generally get uh, you can you can iron some of those issues out. Yeah. Um, and we want to know for team placement who are the better hitters and better throwers. Yeah. Because uh, those are generally going to be the kids that are better fielders. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Uh, and you can you can probably get a I mean I assume you can get some crossover on just general athleticism 100%. like from the force play stuff which yep. which again at the youth level I assume is the main thing that maps match, a like, ton you know, to it yep that and like some hand eye coordination and yep. then like learning a position and if you watch a kid um, if you get a kid on the force plates and you see how much yeah. force they're producing and yeah. then you watch them throw and you watch yeah. them swing you're gonna have a pretty good idea of what that kid looks like trying to field the ball yeah uh, and like the one thing we won't know is like what kind of routes is he taking to yeah. fly balls? Like, yeah. yeah, we're not going to know that. And like, I'm pretty yeah. okay. Not knowing that, yeah. like, that's not going to be the reason I don't take a kid from yeah. tryouts. Yeah. Um, and if there's anybody interested also, in trying also, out, yeah, also teachable, hundred yeah. percent teachable. Yeah. Uh, if there's anybody interested in trying out, we, uh, really don't cut kids from our trial process. Um, the only kids that don't make it from our trial process, uh, fall into like two buckets. Uh, one, it is kids who just have awful attitudes, uh, or whose parents, are hovering the entire yeah. practice because uh, generally the structure is like we take the kids away from the parents yeah. 
we run them through the stations as Devin or I uh, walk all the parents through the facility, give them a tour, yeah. kind of explain what the program is, what they can expect. Yeah. Um, and then we will, we get relatively frequently uh, the parent who like tails off from the group to try to like hover over their kid yeah. and, and give them instruction in the cage. And then immediately we're just like, we don't want that person. <laughs> like they, if like yeah. you can't follow directions and like you're yeah. like, we can reasonably expect that you're going to do the exact same thing in games yeah. uh, or in practices, like the right, like just try to get in the cage with the kid. And like, yeah. that's our job. Like, we don't want you doing that. Uh, so those did, are the kids we did, don't did take. Try to sneak in a, on a force play when you're not watching. Yeah. Like the metrics. You're and then they break them. The, right. The parents, yeah. <laughs> the parents um, hop jump. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I would love to get some of the parents yeah. jump testing to see. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what we're going to do for our end of year party. Let some of the parents oh, try yeah. to hit eye pitch and let yeah. them do force play jumps and see how bad they are. Yeah. Um, and then, the other kind of kids we don't take are kids that are just like so far behind the biological aging curve yeah. that it's like there's a, a worry, a, like a safety concern. Yeah. Uh, so like a kid who we have a kid who uh, I actually relented and ended up taking. He's a great kid. Uh, he tested out athletically on our force plates as around a nine-year-old yeah. uh, and he's a 14-year-old. Yeah. Uh, he's, he had health issues early in his life. Yeah. So he's just like underdeveloped. Um, and I had a bunch of people come to me with like a massive plea of like, he's a great kid. You got to let it like, you should really like rethink that or whatever. So I did need, and he is a great kid. Uh, he's probably not going to play high school baseball, but he's like a great addition to that roster and like is a really positive force of energy on that team. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad we took him, but like, those are the only kids we don't take are the kids that are just like very far behind the curve where it's just like, if we did this, it would just yeah. be to take your money. Like we're we're your kid is we can't make your kid competitive at his age. He's yeah. like already way too far behind the curve, and we're not just gonna like take your money uh, and tell you we can't do that. Um, but there's like very few kids that really fall into that bucket. Yeah, because if they want it bad enough, like we can make them a lot better, yeah. uh, and that's like why we don't cut kids. Is if we know we can develop kids, so cutting a especially like a ten or eleven or a twelve year old, you don't know what that kid's gonna look like when he's fifteen, and like. If we push him away from baseball, because uh, if we don't want him, chances are no other select team is going to take him. So he's yeah. not playing travel baseball. And like, who knows what that kid looks like when he's 15 and yeah. maybe he's not playing baseball and he's like a stud athlete and we yeah. just lost one. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, uh, we are pretty quick to remove kids from the academy. Uh, so we don't cut kids, uh, but there isn't, we don't have a whole lot of tolerance for kids who don't take the program seriously. Because uh, they kind of bring down the whole training group. Right. Um, so that is, that's like a thing early in the year that we are. Do you have like guardrails? Like if they miss like X percent of. of, of, of yep. So we've got days. attendance guardrails. Uh, those are a little bit trickier because we encourage multi-sport athletes. We yeah, want yeah, them to be right, playing multiple right, sports. Right. Uh, so we've got Just like present uh, and then excused and unexcused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, our rule is like you, we, you can't have more than 10% of unexcused absences. Yeah. So if like you're not going to be here, you have to let the coach know that you're not going to be here and why. Uh, so like if you're playing another sport, uh, they give us the schedule at the like, so if they're playing football, they give us their football schedule in like September so that we yeah. know, okay, they're, they're not going to be here for these practices. So we have an idea. Um, but we have attendance thresholds for sure uh, for a lot of the kids. And then we've got um, a Slack channel that is in the regular driveline Slack um, that anytime an issue happens with a kid or a parent, uh, it gets posted in there, uh, and there's like a three-strike policy uh, yep. where if a kid gets posted in there once, depending on the severity of it, um, I will have a conversation with the kid. Uh, if it's twice, then it's parent and kid, and if it happens, and it's made pretty clearly known, these are the two documented instances. If there's another, we're just, we're not going to continue. Yeah. And then if there's a third, we don't continue. Yeah. 
and, and that uh, more time, more often than not, so I've kicked out uh, three kids this year. Three kids. Three, almost four. Okay. Uh, all of them were the parents and not the kids. And did the parents know that? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very upfront. I yeah. tell them uh, what, what, when they leave. What was their reaction? You don't have to go in. You don't have to. Like, um, but I'm curious. Is it, is it like acceptance? Is it like denial? Is it like, do, do, do you think they like learn anything from it? Or are you still like, oh yeah, like this fucking coach is wrong. I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, I will here. say one of them, the first one I did learn something from it. Uh, and that was one that I felt like I was doing a little bit of a favor. Uh, it was a 14 year old who I had known for a while. And like, there's like a lot of kids who just don't want to be here and their parents want to be here. Uh, and like dad played high level baseball, really wants this for his kid and, and the kid doesn't want it. And there's just like a very big disconnect. Uh, so I knew I was doing the kid a favor by like saying like, we're not going to continue with this. And the parents were just like causing a ton of problems. Uh, and then they were, they immediately regretted it, like had massive regrets. Um, and like, it is what it is. Yeah. They found another yeah. team to play for. Uh, and like, we've seen them a couple times out there and they yeah. tell us how much they miss us. And it's like, yeah. and there's no bad blood between me yeah. and them, but it's, yeah. it, you know, yeah. uh, the other two parents uh, did not learn anything. Uh, I can it, like, it was only like a month ago. Uh, so maybe, but like, I doubt it. Um, they're just parents who, it's like one of the things that they, we're they pretty upfront with. They got, they got bounties out on you, bro. Oh, probably. They got, yeah. yeah, they got probably. bounties. Probably. Uh, we're, we're pretty upfront with the fact that like, we'll, we're never ever going to tell, going to guarantee or even like, Tell you that we think your kid can go play college baseball or yeah. pro baseball. Our goal is to get you competitive at high school. After that, anything can happen. Uh, but like, we just want you to be a competitive high school player. And we had parents of 11, 12, 13 year olds who uh, were like, my child is a surefire D1 athlete and you, you aren't giving, uh, you're giving attention to too many kids on the team that aren't surefire D1 athletes yeah. uh, at 11 years old. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume that they yeah. did not learn. Uh, and it, it, you know, but um, yeah, it was all the parents, not the kids. I haven't had to kick out a kid for, for behavior issues. Unless you're like Bryce Harper, you're like not a surefire D1 athlete until you're like 17. Yeah. We don't <laughs> you know have those. We don't have, like, we don't have a Bryce Harper yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, but I mean, in general for any sport, like you just like, oh, yeah. don't like, that, there's that, no way, that, that, no that way, you know, gap is so huge. Right. Like and from both dads, college, it's so huge. Both dads were D1 basketball players. Yeah, yeah. So both of them felt like because I was, yeah, he has my genetics. So he's a, he's a surefire yeah. D1 athlete in whatever sport he wants to do. It. And it's like that is not how this works. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. like, consequently, neither of those, uh, there were three kids with the two parents, uh, and none of them, none of them were hard workers. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing you need if you're going to be a D1 athlete. Yeah. Like it has nothing. Like biology yeah. helps, yeah. but like. Yeah you don't work that hard like yeah. you're not gonna get anywhere uh, yeah. it doesn't matter how big and strong you are if you're not actually yeah. working in the weight room you're not you, you're gonna get passed up by a lot of kids who want to weigh more yeah. i've seen you guys do like a couple like games and stuff too to like warm up and whatnot is that like still something you guys do like, oh yeah like like uh i mean uh like some of these like catching footballs or catching yep. like stuff yep so our warm-ups are really different yeah. uh from what most like that's one of the first things that uh, we I get a, like I like I coach one of the teams. I get a lot of questions about our warm up in the outfield because yeah. like we'll show up to a tournament and every other team's doing the 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 running poles yeah. thing and yeah. and we're doing somersaults in the outfield. Yeah, uh, and like yeah. some weird shit, right? And like people always are just like, 
That coach is racked out. Right. Like, what what are they doing? Like, that's not going to get them warmed up. And it's like, well, I have actual evidence that that warms them up way better than running polls does. Yeah. Uh, And then, like, you know, we always do J-bands, wrist weights, and plyos before we do catch play. Nobody else really does that. I shouldn't say nobody. You're starting to see it a little bit more uh, at the youth level, which is, like, a really cool thing as a driveline person to see. Like, it's getting out there a lot more. They're not necessarily doing the correct drills, but, like, at least they're trying. uh, And, like, they're using... J bands, they're using some plyos. Um, do, do, do you guys go? How heavy do you guys go on the plyos for youth? Do people use? Does anybody uh, use like green or black ball? Yeah, plyos? so all of our kids, uh, thirteen and up, use green for reverse. Okay, um, and then uh, fifteen U and up use pink for reverse. Okay, um, but we don't do the the hard, the heaviest they'll go is blue for pivot picks. Okay, um, okay. but that's generally what they'll do. They'll do red and blue. Uh, like I I only take too. red, blue, and green to games. Yeah, uh, and, and like 13, 14 coaches only take red, blue, green. They go through a few plyo drills, and then they and then they throw. Are are you uh, are we developing any specific academy products from from the uh, like training product point of view? Um, I, yes. I we talked about a couple of things. We talked about like, I mean, the plyo mat stuff is not just the, academy, but like yeah, the plyo mat. Uh, we are still uh, attempting to find a good solution for that. Yeah. Uh, the problem is the portability, uh, yeah. like the thickness you need. Uh, like we, we're fine with 10, 11, 12 year olds, but yeah. like we got a 15 new kid who throws 87 and like, he's just wrecking every plow mat we, yeah. we sent out there. And like, people don't love, uh, us throwing plows and defenses most of the time. Yeah. Um, so that can get a little tricky. So we are testing out a bunch of different styles and like thicknesses, uh, of plow mats to see if anything works. Uh, and still just like prototype phasing, uh, yeah. just like trying a bunch of different things out. Uh, we are working with Axe to develop, um, better youth bat speed trainers yeah um yeah, and that, yeah. um like youth skinny bats yeah um that are a little bit more geared towards young athletes like our 13 year olds can swing regular skinny bats but yeah. like our our younger athletes struggle to a little bit because it is you know it's basically the weight of their bat yeah um so um that should be coming out fairly soon which, which, um, by, which by the way I, I don't think you were um at least not full-time academy at, at this point but shout out to like youth heavy heavy bat usage uh because it helped us collect enough data for the dsg bat yep. fitting algorithm yep which 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 dan and i uh put together in like january 2022 yep but like, we had like you guys probably swung off the top of my head you guys probably swung like 30 or 40k swings with like 600 bats yeah like, we, we were like, we, we were just, out there yeah 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 because yeah. and, and every day i was like all right like we got this like rotation of bats you know like D Morgan, like, you know, give me all you got. Like, tell me, tell me what I can provide. Like, I'll grab bodies from like R&D, you know, whatever, hitting floor, whatever. But that, that was really clutch. And, and I mean, like that research is like currently running in like DSG pilot stores, you yep. know, like people are coming in, grabbing three bats, swinging, have like bat speed and, and EV and everything piping in. And our recommendation algorithm like tells them like what, what bat to use. Yep. From and, that, and that's one of the cool, um, Cool things for like the kids and the parents and for like us as a staff uh, is that they know there are various times where we're going to do some research and like, um, I think that's one of the things that a lot of parents really love about driveline is that we are, there's nobody on our academy staff that is claiming to know how to do this. Uh, We're just like, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're like, you know, if you have, if you have a question, and I don't already have an answer for it. I'll, right. I'll try to find it out. Right. Like, um, and I think that that really appeals to a lot of parents specifically with regards to like arm care stuff. Yeah. Um, we're like, we're extremely cautious with arm care. We get a lot of kids that come here 
that got overused and wind up with like Little League elbow, Little League shoulder. Uh, and then they come here and it's just like night and day. Yeah. We're like, we don't like, we have an 85 pitch max. Uh, like we, most people, like most tournaments we play in, it's pitch smart recommended. So they, they don't hold anybody to anything, uh, but they recommend that you follow the pitch smart guidelines. Uh, and like we, our guidelines that we give to coaches are way stricter than what Pitchmark yeah. does. Yeah. Um, and, and I know Devin, I was hoping Devin with some ideas too about like reformatting Pitchmark under, under, under the context of what our actual pulse metrics are yeah. for, for, for youth, which, you know, obviously measures arm stress, arm speed, arm yep. slot and, and like, and like having like a more, yeah. Cause Pitch, Pitchmart is very, um, very generic. Very, very well, and it doesn't take into account warm up throws right, 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 and right, like right. no kid, yeah. uh, depending on the age, but like no kid specifically 13 and under who pitches is just not going to play the rest of that day. But, but even, yeah, yeah. And, and they, also, pitch, they go play shortstop, maybe they yeah. go catch, right? Like that's a, yeah, that's a exactly. lot more throws that you're not counting in pitch. It, it, it doesn't count everything. And also doesn't count any other context. It doesn't Correct. count like how big the kid is, how many throws he's had over the last week, over the last, the month, RP of the, the throws. Last, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like most of my kids, I, um, so I coach one of our 14 U teams, um, I have 10 kids right now on my regular roster, uh, which is we do have a very small roster at that age. Um, nine of them throw at least 70. Yeah. Uh, the one that doesn't is just turned 13 like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so he's like real he's young to be on that team. Yeah. Um, and he's still throwing 65, even though yeah. he's under yeah. five feet. Um, it, I, uh, I don't let them throw over 80% in games. Uh, so like that is... You know, we we know you guys can all throw like Devin Sundanny. He's up to seventy nine yeah. uh, in in here. Fucking insane. Yeah. How old is he now? Uh, he's fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, but he's like five three, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's up to seventy nine with nasty breaking stuff. Yeah. And I just like I don't let him throw over eighty yeah. percent more than five times a game. Yeah. Uh, so like when you need it, reach back and go for a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but I want you to go deep in this game, and you got to learn how to like pace yourself and yeah. and throw at eighty percent. Um. So like that makes a difference for throws too, right? Yeah. Like they're they're my kid's RPE is relatively low on most of their throws. Uh, so I probably could push him farther than I do. But it's just like when Danny comes out of the game, Devin's son Danny, uh, he's probably playing shortstop. The next day, he's probably catching. Yeah. Uh, like he's, he's playing a premium position somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, my next best pitchers are also a catcher, a third baseman, a center fielder, like positions that are going to make a lot of throws. Yeah. Um, so like we have a big tournament coming up this weekend. Uh, if we do well, we might end up playing, we're playing at least four, maybe seven games in three days. Um, so it's like, I'm limiting everybody to 70 pitches. Cause yeah. like we have seven more games, six more games to play this weekend. Like yeah. I'm not going to let you throw 95 pitches on Saturday, uh, knowing that we have all of Sunday and then potentially Monday to play some games here. Yeah. Uh, and like you just go out there to these tournaments and you watch other kids and other teams throw 120, 130 pitches. And it's yeah. just like. Yeah. Um, well, one thing you said early on, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, loop back on. You said how you you had like growth spurt late. You were under five feet. Uh, is that why you got into in being a mascot in high school? So I desperately wanted to be a mascot in high school. Yeah. Desperately. Um, I I couldn't tell you why. Like I don't remember why. I thought it was funny. I think yeah. it's probably what it was. Because uh, there was like no way I could fit into that costume. Like just yeah. no shot. Um, and I was on the basketball team freshman year. Uh, but did get uh, a, a zero 
minutes because uh, you know I was, <laughs> I, was, I was under five so, foot. So, so Madonna's Haslam. Uh, yeah, like, we didn't we stats. we didn't blow anybody out enough to put yeah. me in. Uh, yeah. So I basically sat at the end of the bench and and helped keep the stats, yeah. Uh, yeah. which was just a really fun year that I didn't repeat sophomore year. Um, and then baseball was like similar. Like I played travel and you know hit at the top of the lineup for my travel yeah. team, but like high school, they just like wanted the big kids. So like I didn't yeah. get a whole lot of playing time early, and then ended up getting into a fight with the coach and not like. Yeah playing a ton of high school baseball and just playing travel baseball basically yeah. through high school instead. Um, but the mascot thing, uh, so I desperately wanted to do it. Uh, I honestly, I think what it was, was uh, the person like, you know, when you're a freshman, you have like orientation to high school yeah, and yeah. there's like a senior, an incoming senior, or whatever that walks you around right before your freshman year. She was incredibly attractive. Uh, and she was a, a cheerleader, right? And like to try out for yeah. mascot. Yeah. It was a cheerleader. So you're trying to spit game as a freshman? Yeah. On, on, on a yes, I was. Okay. As, a, as a four foot ten freshman, <laughs> oh, baby, <laughs> uh, who definitely had a high pitch voice because I hadn't really, really, really hit puberty yet. Uh, and like the mascot uh, was a cheerleader. Yeah. So like you had to go yeah. to the cheerleading tryouts. Yeah, like, the, the, like, like the physical person in the mascot was a cheerleader. Was right. Was okay. and because like, like it, was, it was like a girl or like a male. It was a male, but he okay. practiced yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out. Yeah. Um, he was, because I didn't know who it was at the time, he was a junior, so he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then they didn't have, we didn't have any male cheerleaders. Yeah. So we only, the only male cheerleader was the mascot. Yeah. So I showed up uh, and there was no position to try out for it, and I was really bumped, uh, but it was definitely because the girl was really attractive and I was just like, yeah. this seems like a good idea. Um, and then it just kind of became a running joke that I was just like, oh man, someday. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to college. Um, Oh, I didn't realize you, you, so, oh, okay. It was in college. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize it was in college. Yeah, so I got to college and uh, wound up becoming a mascot for the Golden Gopher uh, basketball team at the okay. University of Minnesota. Okay. Go Ghosts. Um, did it all four years. Uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you sweat a lot. That costume smells awful. Um, and, okay. like, I would way rather do it for an outdoor sport. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess not baseball. Like, yeah. the summer is probably terrible. Yeah. Uh, but like inside a basketball arena, man, it's just like I would wear like a camelback. Yeah. Uh, in the yeah, costume, yeah, I remember talking and just about like this. yeah, just when, when finish I, like two liters yeah. of water every half. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, when I when I when I need to prep for my own mascot uh, uh, adventure, which which I mean for people, I mean I, I mentioned probably on one podcast at least, but uh, um, yeah, I was a mascot for my friend's sister's wedding, like July twenty twenty one. The the, the 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 bride and groom are both like huge wazoo okay. heads. Two or coo. Uh, yeah, and okay. they, they they contacted like Bert the Cougar mm-hmm. or Butch. Sorry, Butch Butch the Cougar. Jesus, I'm already that's in two years out, bro. I'm already sausaging it. Uh, I think no, Bert is a better yeah, name yeah, personally, yeah, it's but Bert when I do it. Um, but uh, yeah, they like reached out and, and the dude I think wanted like to be put up in like oh, a yeah. hotel room, oh, yeah. paid for travel, yep. paid like a thousand dollars or something. And my friend Scott's just like, oh, why don't you just like ask ask Alex to do it? And then they asked me, and I was like, oh, like absolutely. Like, a, that sounds really fun. B, like I'm down to get invited at a wedding. That wedding's gonna be really fun because they they they're both pretty big uh party animals. And um, yeah, they they bought the Bush D Cougar outfit the day before. Like the wedding was on uh the bride's parents like lawn. Like they okay. they, they 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 were they were like they lived on a on a lake. They were like sure. Lake Taps, and they had a boat. So we planned to. Like sneak off during the speeches, go to go to my friend's cousin's house, like coming on the boat, and I'd be chilling under like out of view, and like crazy train by uh, Ozzy Osbourne would come on, and I was like pop out, hit the walk, hit the dance floor, 
do some random shit. Like it, it, I was winging like everything, but like like we just did one dry run okay. with the uh, with the boat because the sketchy thing is. I mean, also you can't see anything. Can't see anything. You can't yeah. see anything at yeah. all. So like the um, did I ever show you the video? I'll, I'll, I'll show you the video after. But like uh, like when you walk off, walk onto the pier, like it's kind of sketchy. Like if if I if I if I like miss by like eight inches either way, you're like, in the water. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just I just gotta land that. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just practiced that one time, and then we did it and. I mean, I knew nothing about school spirit. Like, I got on the dance floor and immediately people were like, started chaining some like school spirit song. So I was just like, I just free balled it. I just like, kind of ran around, did some, did some like really bad like break dancing pseudo stuff. Yep. Uh, but people were like losing it. People were getting hyped. My friend just texted me a couple weeks ago saying like, so he, bring it back. He, he, bring he, it like, back. Well, well, the, the, kind of. He, he was saying how like um, some of his sister's friends had framed pictures of me or of them with me, like me and me in a, in a mascot thing, on their walls. And like, yeah, it checks out. Like just said, I said, I I I a random uh, <laughs> random no good. Dude, like like I don't even know who this who this girl is, and like they didn't know who I was either. Like, like yeah, they probably thought you were the like, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the only well, I don't know what what they I don't know if they thought that for sure. I think they probably thought that. But like, besides the, the 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 bride's family, and you know the groom, and then like my 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 friend's like girlfriend, nobody else knew it was me. Yeah. Like I I but also the main thing. Bro, yeah, I smelled so bad. Yeah, and then like people were like like random grandmas, bridesmaids were like taking pictures with me. So I'd, I'd pause, and like in that moment, I'm pausing and kind of posing for the photo. I'm just like getting the fumes from my pitch, and I'm just like, oh man. I you get it, but they don't. You, right? It yeah, doesn't go yeah, really yeah, through okay. the costume, so yeah. they can't that, smell it as much. But like, yeah, I, 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 it's nauseating. Oh yeah, I was like, dude, no way, they don't have a reaction. But in my mind, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. And then when I when I took it off, I was supposed to do it for like an hour and a half, like two hours. I don't know, but like. 45 minutes in, bro, I'm just dripping. And because I'm yeah. dancing almost fully nonstop, right. you know? And it's outside, but still, I'm going, like, I'm just absolutely soaked. And at one point, like, and, and, and like, the dad was, like, dapping me up every time. He's like, yo, you're killing it. And then at one point, I was just like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here, man. He's like, he's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, dude, I need to take a shower. Yeah. So I, like, bounced, took the, like, it literally felt like I would just, I had just come out of, like, a hot yoga session or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, just soaked, you know, just showered for, like, 18 minutes. Um, yeah, it was one of those Forrest Gump things uh, where like halftime happens and like we all yeah. like the group of mascots left and went to the like our mascot locker yeah. room or whatever. And uh, it's just like, all right, we all strip off all the clothes that are just yeah. like soaked and like just clean to our body and just yeah. put on clean clothes like Forrest Gump. Yeah. A dry pair of socks does everything like yeah. change of socks, change of underwear, yeah. change of shirt. I mean, it does like, do wonders. It does. Do it, it do, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like it makes yeah. you feel a lot better going into the yeah. into the second half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But it's way more work than you think it is. For sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, they're heavy. Yeah, heavy costumes. Yeah. yeah. But what, what, what about what about uh, your trivia master background? Yeah, so I uh, I, I was bummed you weren't because oh, I would have been down this week. I, I, I know. Tried, you know who I'd invited? Melanie. If if you <laughs> you you have two hours, you have two hours to set up a trivia, bro. Well, it's funny. They they texted me earlier today. I can't do it tonight, but they they asked me to do it tonight to, oh, do, really? to do one tonight downtown. Um. So yeah, I started. So like, I worked in professional baseball for the first six years after I graduated college. Um. And three of them, I was in minor leagues on yeah. in like a dugout on a coaching staff. So kind of ends in like October. Uh, whether or not you have instructs, maybe it ends in September. Um. And I was just like kind of home for the off season. Yeah. Um, so I was substitute teaching, uh, living with mom. 
I know you're not watching this, but thank you for the free rent. I love you. Um, send her a link, bro. We need more female. Send her a link. All right, I got you. Uh, she doesn't even watch my youth baseball podcast. I'll throw her to click on it. So at least there's like Yeah, do you know what the demographics are for you guys? Like, have you looked at like. Like, Devin does all that, but like, like it goes on Spotify and Apple yeah. Podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys should look at uh, Anchor Bay. Okay. I mean, I think there's a couple of sites, but it does like the female demographic or okay. overall demographics. I, I think we. Well, I handed on my phone number, and I didn't have any females call me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I imagine well, our demographics are relatively story, similar so. to yours. That's before the mascot story. Dude. That's true. <laughs> now that's true. Now we'll see. That's true. Now that's true. We'll this is the clip we're gonna put on. Drop your number. Four two five two two seven nine zero seven six. Come get it. Um, I am single. No. But yeah, I started to so like, I was in the off season. I was yeah. substitute teaching. Uh, there was a, I, I, I'm originally from Chicago. So I was living in the Chicago area. So uh, there was a side job I had that was mowing lawns on a golf course, yeah. which is like the most relaxing, best side job you could have uh, if yeah. you're, as long as you're okay waking up yeah. at the ass crack of dawn. Um, but obviously you can't do that in the winter in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking for like something else to get out of my mom's basement um, yeah. and just like do something. Uh, and I was playing trivia every week. Uh, I'm a big uh, trivia nerd. I have always enjoyed it. Uh, I've been, I, literally everywhere I go, that's like one of the first things I do to try to find some sort of social yeah, life. Because yeah. um, if you don't know this, working in professional baseball can be hard to have a social life. Yeah. Um, so especially like social life with people that I mean, aren't work the people you work so, yeah, with, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, and like you want to hang out for, with those for me, people. For me, it's that in volleyball teams. Like I did the same yeah. thing when I, when I started uh, moving to Seattle, I was on like three volleyball teams. Yeah, just like rec sports, stuff and, like, like and, that. And, yeah. and, like, and like, like the dude who, who who got me in that wedding, like that's, I met him through volleyball. Through volleyball. Yeah, that's like the easiest way to do it yeah. for yeah. sure. Uh, so yeah, I was playing a bunch of trivia uh, and I was at this one bar in Chicago uh, and people were getting upset because the it was a fifty dollar prize for first place in both games, and I was just walking away with a hundred dollars every week. Me and me and three friends, um, and like people were accusing us of cheating. There were there was you know there was yeah. some stuff going on, uh, and so like I got close with the host, yeah, because he's like he would come over and be like, are you guys cheating? It's like no, all of our phones are like not out. Yeah. Like we're we're not cheating. We're just like actually legitimately good at trivia. Yeah, um, and so he threw out the idea of like me becoming a trivia host, yeah. and I was like. Now that sounds fun. That sounds like a fun side job. And that was 2017. Um, and so I just, he, the, I, it's uh, Sporkle is the company yep. uh, that I still work for. I'm still employed as like a sub host. Uh, so if you've ever done like a Sporkle quiz on Sporkle.com, they also do live pub trivia. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing it in 2017 and just like, this is a lot of fun to do so, as a side so, job. So, so all, all of them that you do are through Sporkle? Because mm -hmm. I've done I've done a, like a good number of trivia stuff. I mean, I've been a couple of years. Like the geeks who like, drink yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, 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 there's a million pro, yeah. there's a million of them, but like, yeah. I, I didn't realize, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I've done so many that they kind of blend together. I didn't realize they were like specifically through Sporkle. So is Sporkle the one that mainly does like the, I mean, they don't do just like, it's not just one, one like, um, uh, format right because i've been the ones that do like the weight like you choose sporkle is the same format every time so 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 yep. that sporkle is the one that where you're like i want to bet this amount yep. for this okay that's yep. always and there might be other with a similar yeah. Yeah. but yeah. like okay. sporkle is probably the biggest one that does that okay. um and they're they're all around the country right so that yeah. was an easy thing yeah. for me whenever i moved to a new city for pro bowl yeah uh it was just like oh well like yeah. i will tell sporkle yeah. i'm moving and they'll find me a location to do it in florida or arizona or wherever yeah. i'm living um and it worked out really well uh like it's just the best side job ever because you get paid to read yeah. questions condescendingly like alex trebek and yeah. get depending on the bar 
it's always free drinks, and then depending on the bar, they'll give you food too. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like there's yeah. nothing better. It's fun. Than, it's fun. Yeah. Than getting paid. Uh, and, I mean, and, and, and I mean, I think one of the first times you were doing trivia, and when I was trying to uh, bribe me. Yep. I was trying to bribe you. Well, I was trying yep. to wingman you too. Yeah. 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 Um. So I'm saying it's also potentially a good always, a good, always, a good, yeah. good way to meet. And it changed, meet right? People. COVID changed it a yeah. decent amount. Yeah. Because uh, like I think honestly, the last time you probably came to one of my yeah. trivia's, uh, it was paper. Uh, I think I, I think I went to one in what, what, what was that? Oh, Flatstick or right? Flat, oh, so okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like now after COVID, like angles, angles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You did, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So now it switched to like a mobile format, yeah. which is just like way less social for me. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons yeah. that plus being at the academy every night yeah. that I just like kind of gave yeah. it up because yeah. it was just like. It, yeah. stop being social because i'm just like kind of sitting at a table yeah. checking people's answers as opposed yeah. to like walking around yeah. collecting slips of paper talking to people yeah yeah, that, yeah sending but, paper is way more fun yes yeah. yeah but it was a it's a great side job I oh, also, also harder to cheat like people are just going on their phone oh yeah it's really yeah. easy to cheat if people are yeah. on their phone because yeah. like they're literally they have to be on their phone one of them does and I, i'm not walking around looking like oh two people have their phones out yeah. one of you might be cheating like yeah it's bar trivia i don't care that much also oh yeah also just like I mean, you know, not 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 trying to be pedantic about it, but it's like it's it's twenty twenty three. Like part of the reason of doing things is like to get like not be on your phone. You know, like if you're doing a Correct. social activity, have yeah. to be a social activity. One hundred percent. Um, no, that, uh, I remember one one random funny trivia story. I mean, I, I, I'm when I, I, when I hosted driveline trivia during COVID multiple times. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that Shout was out a, to Joe Marsh yeah. on the winning team every single time. We switched up teams, oh, and yeah. he was on the winning team every single time. I, I think I only did that once. Uh, I, I know C was. Did it a couple times. Uh, yeah, uh, Schofield but, uh, was big. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and Starwall too, right? <laughs> well, yeah. he he was the famous story. He was a what? He was the famous one, right? Where he uh made his name Butt Chugs uh, for the for oh, yeah, trivia, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, we had like a the, really important all hands yeah, meeting yeah, the next yeah, morning, yeah, yeah. and he forgot that's, to change his name hilarious. on Zoom. That was hilarious. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I, I love Starwall. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say there there was one. Well, one of the best trivia things I've done in Seattle was. Optimism Brewing. I used to have a Harry Potter trivia. Yeah. I'm a big Harry Potter head. Like, like my, 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 my trivia, my trivia skills are very. Uh, we were probably at the same one. You, you probably got, you know, was it like a Halloween one? I forget the Halloween. Like, I, I went to a couple. There was one that was like a legit, really good Harry Potter one that had like thirty something total points you'd get. Yep. And there were people that had like they went thirty five or thirty five. Yeah. You know, it's nuts. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, I'm a big Harry Potter head. And one of Engelbrecht is also a big Harry Potter head. And then, like, uh, the girl I was seeing at the time who, like, knew a bit. And then her friend who was just, like, drunk, not, like, engaged on the Harry Potter stuff, kind of being a little bit bratty. And she sure. got us kicked out because she was on our phone. And she wasn't contributing to anything. She was, like, kind of, like, whining, whatever. Like, it was, it was funny, you know. Like, it wasn't, like, it was, well, at least for me, it was more funny. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Engels was annoyed. But uh, Engels was maybe. probably annoyed. Maybe. But, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, like, someone was walking by and just bounced us. And I was like, yo, we're killing it. Like, she's not even, she's not even fucking talking to us. She's just being on her phone because she doesn't want to do it. Like, My college nice. roommate is the brewmaster at Optimism. Yeah. Uh, so he's the one who, who makes all the beer there. Uh, so that's a place I frequent. Optimism Brewing in Seattle. Yeah. Swing by. Uh, and I was, uh, I saw there was a Harry Potter trivia. I'm also a huge Harry yeah. Potter fan. Uh, I was, I told him, like, I'm going to show up at the Harry Potter trivia and, like, I'm going to bring a date. Yeah. And he was like, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And it was like right around Halloween. And he's like, he's like, I don't, what, what, I don't what year, think. What year? Uh, it was pretty, it had to have been 2019. Okay. Because honestly, no, I, I I think if if I did a Halloween Harry Potter trivia, I would have done it in 2018. 
Okay. I would have been in 2018. Yeah, that wasn't that was too early for me. I wasn't out here yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, and he was like, I don't think you want to do that. And I was like, Nah, how bad could it be? He's like, It's like super intense. Like, there's a lot of really hard questions about Harry yeah. Potter. Like, this isn't like regular general Harry Potter trivia. Yeah. This is like insanely specific. Yeah. Uh, and like, there's gonna be a costume contest. And like. I don't know. That's a great first date thing. Yeah. Uh, and he was right. Never saw that girl again. Uh, but it was fun to play trivia and yeah. see all the people in their in their costumes. I brought my wand that I have, uh, my interactive wand that I got at uh, the Harry Potter World in uh, Orlando. Um, you, you know my go to Harry Potter uh, like kind of casual trivia question mm -hmm. I, I would hit people with. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I haven't done this in like years, so I'm not gonna phrase it as well as I, I would then. But uh, I would always ask. What are like the two, like give me, I guess you can say like, give me at least one, but there's like two to three things, two to three very loud hints that Harry is in love with Ginny in book six before like, like, like the, the big reveal. I don't know how well you know book six. Yeah. Like the ones that probably know the best are honestly book five and book six. And I know, I know people like, like I, I'm not like obsessed with like ranking the books or whatever. I kind of have like some tears. And I've talked about it with a couple of people. Like, the, like I guess I rate book six pretty low compared to most people. Like, like okay. Angles thought like it's crazy. Like, I, I rate book six as like one of the two or three like lowest books. Okay, just from a quality point of view. Yeah, I, I, to me, I just feel like Jacob Rowling kind of milled it in a little bit to bridge the gap. Okay, like, there's a couple of things yeah, that yeah, like, I, I don't make that. sense. I, I think it, like some of the stuff is rushed. There's a heavy info dump through all the the the, the, the pensive flashbacks yeah. and everything. Um, but 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 it's a very enjoyable read because because Harry like. Like, I think from book five on, like, they're actually, like, you know, borderline adults. Like, they start, oh, yeah. like, that's when it's, that's when it's relationships. Right? Yeah, they have, five, like, yeah. they have, like, complicated emotions, whatever. Versus before, like, the first couple books, here's just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Right. Voldemort's trying to kill me. And I was like, yo, these classes are crazy. Why does Snape hate me? You know, like, uh, like still very entertaining, but it's, it's more like kind of. And that's like, it, I it, say it, what you want about J.K. Rowling, because yeah. I probably agree with what you're going to say about J.K. Rowling, but like, she did a really cool thing of like, as the characters got older, the writing style got older. Yeah. And yeah. like, aged with the characters and became yeah. more mature as, as they went on. Oh, I wasn't going to say anything about J.K. Rowling, bro. <laughs> Other people do. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah and like, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. 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 I, I, no, I, I don't even like. You know, I, I, I'm not even up to date too much. Of I, I know the general sentiment of, of, of some of the stuff I get. I don't think there's anything new. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm just new. like, yeah. Um, Do you, you know all, they're coming out with a new HBO Max show? No, they're, they're coming out with a Harry Potter TV show. I think. Oh, oh, oh I mean, I, I saw stuff about it. Yeah, but 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 I haven't seen any details. Which is something I've been asking for forever. Yeah, because like I want them to actually do it. Yeah. Right. Like I don't dislike the movies. Uh, the, the, the movies are tough to be fans of if you're if, if you love the books because, it, the, because the movies single, are tough every single movie has stuff missing from it yep and stuff added that shouldn't yeah, have been in it yeah and and also like the like the big a big chunk of the appeal of the books is to, to me it has always been like the characters are, uh -huh. are like they're so empathetic you like get immersed in the world it's like they're long reads again like especially the second half of the series so it's like it's not about like sure like obviously they're, they're plot driven but like in reality if you, if you think about like the plot like the plots get a little bit more complicated and like from book five on but like the first couple of books is almost like you know harry starts the school year there's like a couple subplots and then it culminates with like a showdown right with like either voldemort through some form or like something like you know Correct. a proxy yep. servant like the like the the, the the plots are very and then and then harry escapes you know right uh and like learns like 10 percent more about his background like the, the the plots are like nothing crazy it's like the characters like getting immersed in the actual world like the world building uh, it, it's really I always wondered. It must have been weird for people who only watch the movies to like 
Why, yeah, watch why Neville so with, to like, watch like Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that too. Because like yeah. I, I like it's hard for me to like own, like remove the books. Yeah. But like I I feel like in the movies he just went from like nothing to like someone yeah. immediately, and there yeah. wasn't like a whole lot yeah. of context as like how that yeah. happened or yeah. like why that happened and like. In the movies, actor actor just got hot all of a sudden. Too. I know, and they were like, "What do we do? Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah, we got to get yeah. some fake now, teeth now on you, like, run, right? Run back the front right, yeah." Well, also as as a tangent to this tangent, I'm always gonna be I'm always kind of critical of, of of movies if I'm a big fan of the books. Yeah, because always. it's hard not yep. to. The only the only ones that I actually think the movies like the movie same thing with Game of Thrones. I was a huge Game of Thrones uh, series fan. Yeah, and then like the TV show obviously had so much acclaim so much popularity but even for me like watching i was just like eh, like i think like you know i don't really think like ned comes off exactly like that or sure. like, you know whatever yeah. like the the one series that i actually legitimately like the movies better than the books that i like still like the books the first time i read them is hunger games for, for some reason like i just think hunger games like plays better cinematically than that then like uh so hunger games i never actually read yeah I listened to the series on my drive to spring training one of the years when yeah. I drove from Illinois all the way to Florida. Yeah. I like listened to the books. It, they're they're kind of they're pretty. But young I'd already adultish. seen they're, the movies. They're pretty young adultish. Like if you didn't yeah. read them, if you didn't read them, that also might be part of the reason. I read the first one. I think I read the first one before the movies, but like I, I still read them like later on in life than I read yeah. like Harry Potter. So yeah. I'm just like, I'm like ah, exactly. Like the, the writing is like up, like whatever. Right. right. It's like very plot driven. So the movie like you know plays well. Right. Because it's just like you know very clear she's got to survive you know and uh, jennifer lawrence yeah yeah um but uh oh what i was gonna say so so book five and book six uh, i'm like a huge fan of like the world kind of expanding mm -hmm. the characters getting a bit more mature so, so i've read them quite a bit um but the trivia thing is what are a few of the giveaway signs you, or you know you can name one there's like two firm ones in my mind and you know there's one you could technically maybe argue for what are what are what is one of the uh couple giveaway signs that Harry is like in love with Ginny before, like it's very obvious. And I think the time when it's very obvious is when he takes the uh, lucky potion and he, to, to like, he, he's like, he's like trying to, he's like trying to find out like Slughorn's memory. Yep. That's like, that's like, uh, that, 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 that's like tainted when, when he has those uh, memory sessions with yep. uh, Dumbledore. Uh, he takes a lucky potion, kind of is walking around and he's like under an invisibility cloak. And he, by the way, who <laughs> the? <laughs> this podcast is are derailed, <laughs> totally off the rails. No, I'm, I'm, I hope I hope we got some HP fans that are getting kicked out of this, bro. <laughs> Most people are like, "Shut the fuck up!" Uh, but uh, um, he's walking around under uh, an invisibility cloak, and he like brushes like Dean and Ginny getting back into the main tower, and like Ginny thinks like Dean pushed her, and she just she just goes off at him, she's like, "Dean, you're always pushing me. What the fuck?" And like, and they have like a mini fight, and, and Harry's and, like and, happy and, about and, it. And, yeah, Harry's yeah. like Harry's like like yo and then like then it's really obvious yeah so before that happens can you think of of uh one of the two main signs there was one that... in uh in hogsmeade where he was like watching her sit with somebody else at a table i, I think you're thinking about uh oh 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 oh, oh yeah 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 when, when when for the first defense against the dark arch recruiting thing yes so so yes. so 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 uh where you I... could just tell there's like jealousy well well, well that's in, that's in book five that's in book five. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe we're thinking about something different. I mean, maybe that's one of the answers. That's not. That's not one of the answers I'm. I'm. I'm thinking about. Uh. Oh. Okay. I'll give you an example of of one of the ones. Okay. Uh. Both of them. Both of them come. Like, because if you remember book six, he, he. I actually forget exactly where he was. I think, but he was. I think he went back to the. I think he was at a burrow. You know, book five. He's at at, at, at like the 
Grimald Place, yep. Book Six is at the Burrow, and he was hanging out a bunch of Ginny. And then like on the when they get on the Hogwarts Express, they're like looking uh, in, like in like Hermione and Ron are like perfects or whatever. Right. So they got a report, and he's like he's like Yo, Ginny, let's go get like a, a like a whatever room to chill in. And she's like, Oh, I, I said I had to like meet Dean or something. And there's like a moment where he's like, Oh, what the? he's like, he's like, he's like, I guess I just got used to kicking up Ginny all the time. Like I forgot we don't really kick it at school. Like yes. that's one of them. And then the second one happens later that day on like the first day of classes. Uh, new class, or or sorry, sorry, new teacher teaching this class. Okay, so it's potions. Yeah. Was it a love potion? Uh, is is that when they make the love potion on the first? Yeah, Slughorn makes a love potion on the first day. And is it like he does he make it like a comment like he hopes Ginny? Kinda, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like. Slughorn has like a bunch of potions made. One of them is the lucky potion one, right, right. Uh, um, love potion. Another one's like I, th- I forget which one. Maybe like the the one at Versitarium that made him one. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's just like an intrigue him and stuff. And he like walks by it and smells it, and, and then he's like, "The yeah. scent of Ginny." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. he just realizes it's the scent of Ginny. Right. He's like, "It smells like something kind of flowery." He thinks he smelled yeah. it at the, the burrow, and then like five pages later, he like runs into Ginny like out on the hallway. And he's like, oh, I think I smell that same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. It, it, it just takes a lot of time for yeah. the setup. You know what but I mean? It does. But, 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 like, but like, that's she knew where she was going. Yeah. But, yeah. but like every time I read those books, like that stuff always pops out of me. I'm always like, all right, like that's that's like a very, like upon rereading, it's like a very obvious clue. Yeah. And then like, boom, boom. And then like, all right, like Harry's in love with Ginny. Yep. Yeah. Because to be honest, uh, I do think it's a little, like I honestly am not sure. I feel like there's like a chance like jk rowling didn't think too much about like what harry's love interests were going to be i know she later said like she wishes like harry and hermione had somehow gone back, uh together I, like have you seen her say that no that, that i mean i mean forget about everything else that's one thing i'll criticize jk rowling for yeah she just like doesn't rest on the canon you know it's like it's canon like like don't you know yeah well like what like now you know whatever happened happened you know yeah. you wrote it you know uh but uh, and nobody was complaining about that yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but uh, yeah that, that's the other thing um but uh I always feel like she was kind of like degaffing about like Ginny was crushing on Harry when when they were young. Oh yeah, in the first couple of books, yeah. and then Harry had the thing with with Cho across like book four, book five, yep. and then like all of a sudden book six, it's like okay, like now I think it, I mean it can be realistic. He turned like sixteen, whatever, right. but it's like I almost feel like she was like ah like Harry will end up with like someone at some point or like, oh maybe he'll end up with Cho. It's like actually I don't really like that, you know. And then book six, like all right. Harry's got to get uh, a girlfriend. <laughs> Might as well make his best friends. Might his make best friend's sister. Friend yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, probably yeah. Probably gonna uh, Back to start wrapping it. Uh, I was I was I was gonna say I was gonna say so so hit hit me with like the like are there any any exciting or new changes for for the product like this coming fall? Yeah, for sure. We're uh well we're. I know this is on your list that we didn't yeah. get to, but yeah. we're, we're opening into AZ. Yeah, we yeah, have an yeah, AZ yeah. Academy yeah. Uh, that's opening up in August. Um, evals are fully booked out. Uh, we already have about half of the teams uh, or half the kids committed and, and the teams being is, built. Is there a difference? Because I, I think there is, but I don't even know for my own uh, EDU. Is there a difference in like the structure and, and how stuff? A bit, yeah. The schedule like, is very different, more, right? More like camp? Uh, no, 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 no. But the schedule is just really different okay. uh, because obviously they're not, Playing a ton, like their main season is going to be in the fall, yeah. uh, not in the middle of the summer when it's yeah. ungodly hot in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just like a massively different schedule. So they're going to do uh, our yearly training plan, our YTP. They're going to map that to just like the different phases of the year down there. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more difficult uh, to like try to figure out when to do the velo phase. Like 
we're pretty easy, right? Like we don't play fall ball. So we on ramp in October and then we jump into the velo phase in fall instead of right after that, instead of like doing anything else. Uh, and then we really don't start focusing on game playing competition stuff until January. Once we're getting yeah. calendar turns, we're a little closer and they don't have that luxury because they got to play games immediately in the fall. Uh, and then they play high school in the spring. Yeah. Uh, so like really the only time they have for like development is summer, um, yeah. which is hot. Yeah. Uh, so like not a ton of kids are getting on fields. Um, and the, the, probably the, one of the biggest differences is the size of the facility, right? Like yeah. we're, yeah. it's a pretty small operation down there. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got a lot more cages up here than we have down there. So it's a little bit harder to like figure out scheduling and making sure like uh rep volume is, is consistently high. Uh, that's like one of the things, uh, one of our, our KPIs, uh, is the amount of batted ball events per practice yep. that the yep. kids have. Uh, and so we want to make sure that is we're still maintaining that, uh, which is just tough when you have one hitting cage yeah. basically and one throwing yeah. cage. Um, so it's a little bit different, um, but we're doing a great job getting it off the ground down there. Shout out to Steven Strike, um, who's really killing it down there, um, getting everything together. But yeah, that's that's opening up in the fall, uh, and then hopefully more to come after that. Yeah. Um, but the biggest changes that we're going to make going into next year um, all basically have to do with defense stuff. Yeah. Um, and making sure that we are, especially for younger, most of the big changes are going to come for 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Um, because basically what we've done for the first three years, because uh, we, we're very supportive of Little League. We want kids to go play Little League baseball. Yeah. We don't want them to give it up for select baseball. Um, so March, April, May, for the most part, we don't see 10, 11, 12-year-olds. They're here. They have optional open gym hitting twice a week. They have optional yep. team practices on Sunday, which we don't get great attendance for because we kind of say, you guys are already playing enough baseball. You don't need to come out and do this. Um, and it's, we, we kind of punted the defensive coaching to Little League coaches, which just has in, insanely high variance. Like yeah. some of these guys are really good and like these kids come back being able to like actually play defense. Uh, but the majority of them are just like dads who volunteer to yeah. do it and have no idea what they're doing. So they just like, these kids can't feel the ball. They can't catch fly ball, uh, yeah. which is like, it doesn't really matter how fast you throw it or how hard you hit it. If you can't uh, do the things that like the, the bare minimum on a baseball field of like feel the ground ball, catch a fly ball. Uh, yeah. And you're not going to feel every ground ball, but like you at least have to be able to do like 60% of yeah. them at minimum. Uh, it's probably should be way higher, but like we have a lower threshold. So we're adding a lot more defensive progression stuff inside. Uh, so the way we did it this year was, when we're inside, it's basically all about because we talked a little bit about warm ups earlier. Yeah. Uh, that our warm ups are way different. We do a decent, we do like 10, 15, 20 minutes of warm ups uh, to make sure like all the muscle groups are activated before yeah. we get them thrown and hitting. Uh, and then at the end of practice, we always end with high performance. Uh, so if they're 13 and up, that means like lifting. Yeah. Uh, if they're 10 to 12, that is playing games that the goal is to be more explosive, more athletic, and gain strength. So a lot of like med ball, volleyball obstacle courses relay races things that like the kids have a really good time doing i've seen i've seen some fun ass shit dude i've wanted yeah. to do like like pe people like almost like uh like a like kind of like a version of tag and stuff oh yeah 100 we have we have flag tag yeah. uh where they're where they're running inside yeah. and outside of yeah. obstacles and tagging each other and it's they have a lot of fun doing that and then they get better as athletes yeah. which uh, yeah. serves both purposes um but we didn't uh we only did defense outside on sundays yeah um and that's like that was good. Uh, like it was way more than we did last year. So like we got better. Yeah. But like that's a consistent thing, yeah. right? Like yeah. so we are gonna do. We're gonna try to meld HP and defense a bit more. 
uh, because there's a lot of things we can do to make them better athletically while also having them wear a glove and feel the ground ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have a deadlift and feel the grounder right after. We're gonna, we can make a field really small and yeah. then throw a 20-pound med ball, and yeah. they have to, like, throw the med ball to the cut and relay and have to back up and be in the right spot yeah. and, like, oh, do it bro, all with a med ball. Fire some throws yeah. off in game yep. <laughs> if, you're, if you're having them throw a med yep. ball. Yep, Um So, like, I mean, their favorite, I think, if you ask most of the kids, is med ball volleyball. Yeah. Uh, they just love that shit. So um, just kind of making defense more fun, gamifying it a little bit, uh, but just, like, focusing on it way more uh, and making sure to not really go – more than like two practices in a row without doing something defense related. Uh, and like, you know, I scouted um, defense is 95% footwork. Um, and like, you can teach footwork. Like, like you're saying at the, at the youth level or at any level, across, like, at any level, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's, it's putting your feet, like most throwing errors are because or, of, or like the, the range or, or like the, like, yeah. like yeah, cause yeah. Then, you got, then you got the like arm in there right. and yeah, your range, your ability to field yeah. the ball yeah. cleanly, your ability to throw the ball cleanly, uh, your routes in the outfield, your first step quickness, all that's foot related. Um, yeah. and that, and that's, you know, we have constraints, uh, we have a gorgeous big ass facility, but we have ceilings yeah. on our gorgeous big ass facility. So there's like not a lot we can do fly ball wise. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got, big metal poles that hold up this, those ceilings. So there's not a whole lot we can do like full infield defense. So basically this year we were relegated to like machine ground balls or like with smash balls or like fungos yeah. in yeah. a cage, things like that, which is like fine, but like, yeah, it's not going to, right. It's not going to get you that much better. And we, there's a lot of stuff we can do uh, to improve footwork, um, which just will make fielding way easier. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do a ton of that this year, uh, yeah. and we didn't we didn't get creative enough to solve that problem. Uh, just like candidly, we had a lot of problems uh, with season two. Uh, I took over in May, so like almost almost all the way through the year. But like we had really like just yeah. started playing our, our games, um, and just like our coach quality wasn't great. There was a lot of variance. Um, our systems were really bad. Uh, we didn't have we weren't documenting a lot of things. There was a lot of a lot of practices were going by uh, and be, and again, this is coach variance, but like if a coach didn't really care about the technology, we just weren't really utilizing it. Yeah. Uh, and that's just like not a thing we can do. Um, so that was like, that had a lot of problems that when I first started, that was like, these are the things I need to fix right now. Yeah. Uh, so like the things like making our kids better defensively were like relatively low on the list yeah. of problems I had last year. Yeah. Cause they were just like, it doesn't matter if these things are still we a problem. We need to fix the larger system. Right. So we fixed like, like the top five it. biggest things that we needed to fix. And now we're left with like our kids throw it harder and hit it harder than most kids they're playing. Uh, they're just not as good defensively. And it's like, I will take that problem 10 times out of 10, as opposed to like yeah. the problem of like our coaches aren't good. Yeah. Uh, and like, the practices are a little chaotic and not organized or structured. Yeah. And like, those are problems we solved. Uh, so like now the, the solve is like, okay, now we have to, how do we add more defense? How do we get these kids really better at defense? Um, and shout out Kai Correa uh, has been helping us out a little bit with, oh, yeah? with a lot of the, cause he does like a lot of fielding stuff. Yeah. Um, like the Friday fielding, stuff like that. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's still on like the, the he's still the giant Spence coach, okay, okay. Uh, which is like, yeah, obviously a little okay. tough in season yeah. for him to help yeah. us out a bunch with, with yeah. our, our defensive programming. Wait, how, how'd you guys, connect? I know he's friends with Brady, but and judo. Okay. And judo. Okay, uh, right. yeah, he's, he's a, he's a friend of drive on. Okay. Um, okay. so that was a thing, you know, we're writing, um, I guess you talked about products. We were writing, yeah. uh, a youth baseball development book, uh, oh, yeah. as yet to be named. Um, but Wait, it's in, you had to be, uh, 
have a release date also, right? We have or a release date. We have a release date. Uh, it's it, going to be it, ABCA. It it's going to be like... available to purchase in its form at ABCA okay. uh, 2024. Okay. Um, so it's already, you know, it's, the writing is finished. Uh, it's going through final editing right now. Okay. And then we got to like okay. design and do all that stuff and obviously come up with a name yeah. uh, for the book. That makes sense. Uh, but in that process, one of the things we didn't really have a thorough handle on, a thorough grasp on in the book was the defensive stuff. Um, and we ended up just kind of connecting with Kai and, yeah. um, he's gonna, I think he'll probably, because, you know, it's tough for him to do in the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, so that might be version two of the book, okay. uh, okay. with his defensive stuff in there. Uh, but he's given us a lot of, uh, a lot of good defensive drills, his thoughts on like how we can work on, you know, progression drills for a lot of these things yeah. and, and make these kids, just way better at feeling because uh, we're doing a, an awesome job making these kids better athletes, yeah. uh, able to produce a lot more force. And that is borne out by the jump, by the, all the tests we do on the force plates, the jump tests. Uh, all of our kids are throwing harder uh, on average. Uh, there's a couple kids that aren't, but like, yeah. you know, you grow into new limbs and, and there's, yeah. you're going to take a little bit of a dip before you yeah. get up. So uh, on average, we're, we're gaining like two miles an hour velocity in yeah. six, in our six week development program, which is yeah. pretty hot. Um, and bat speed is a little bit more than that. It's like two and a half, three. Yeah. Um, so like we're, we're getting great gains on the skill side. Uh, it's just at the moment um, for our younger team specifically, not a hundred percent mapping to on the field play. Yeah. Because the defense is struggling a little bit yeah. uh, because we just haven't put a ton of time into it. Yeah. Uh, and then our older teams are going out there again. Like I, I'm, I coach a 14 U team. There were teams last year at 13 U uh, on the slightly smaller field that just kicked our ass. Uh, they were just like way better than us. Uh, they were bigger. My kids are mostly small. Uh, so they were bigger, just like they kicked our ass. Uh, and we've played the same teams this year. And like we're on a big field now. And that gap has massively closed. Um, We've gotten a reputation, which is a positive thing of, of the kids who throw gas uh, yeah. and the kid. We, we are played because uh, 14 years full field. So almost all of our games are played on high school fields. Yeah. Uh, our opponents are playing us like straight up high school depth as 14 year olds. Like, damn. So they're playing that's like yeah, 30 feet from the warning track. Yeah. So it's frustrating for my kids to hit a missile and then yeah. go right into a kid's glove. Yeah. But it's the other kids can barely hit it out of the infield. Uh, so it's, it's like clearly working. Um, there's just the defensive part that we got to clean yeah. up. And like, you know, we're driveline. So. Uh, command can be an issue, uh, especially for the kids who don't realize that uh, you don't have to try to PR on every throw when you're on the mount yeah. uh, or PR on every yeah, swing we, when you're in the batter's box. What, what are hit-by-pitch stats? <laughs> uh, hit-by-pitch stats aren't as bad as the walk stats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, generally, especially since we throw hard, kids are diving out of that box to yeah. not get hit by a pitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, kids don't want to swing. Yeah. And, like, youth umpires, not great. Yeah. Uh, especially with breaking stuff. Oh, so you're, um, calling, like, you're also, like, just like stealing runs on the oh, yeah. on, on ball strike calls. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, youth umpires famously not great uh to begin with, but like also famously not great at, at breaking balls. Should, should we should we do a uh um, um, scorecard? Well, no, I was saying drop drive on umpire training. So I had an umpire uh, last do, do, Saturday. Do some of the same warm-ups. Have, have them <laughs> Yeah. I I got ejected from a game last year um and have not and it was like I was so embarrassed to get ejected from a youth baseball game. It was just like, I didn't deserve the ejection. Uh, it was an umpire who was just, you know, making it all about him. And I, uh, he called seven bucks on my team in one inning. And really? I went, yeah. And I went out there and uh, I made a pitching change as, as yeah, my new pitchers? pitcher, uh, pitchers? two different pitchers. And as my third pitcher of the inning was warming up, uh, I went to the ump and I 
pointed to all the parents in the crowd and said, do you think they came to watch you call box? And he immediately ran me, uh, which like I did not deserve. Yeah. Uh, but like he, that was just like, you know, him. Um, and it was embarrassing. So I've tried very hard to not get ejected. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday. Did, did you stop calling box though? No. Uh, well, mm, so that was when I had my really long hair. Uh, he kicked me out. So I had to, I walked back behind the bleachers. Yeah, he saw me and told me like, you have to leave the complex. I was like, okay. Uh, and I had like, you know, hair was in a bun. Yeah. Um, and then, so I took off my hat, let my hair down, put on Devin's jacket yeah. and stood there and he had no idea. Let's go. So I don't, I don't remember if he called, I, th I think, I don't think he called any more box. Uh, but like, yeah. So I've tried not to get ejected. Uh, and then this past Saturday, we had an umpire call Bach, uh, for one of my kids, uh, Nestor Cortez did on the mount, uh, yeah. cause he is really slow to the plate. So we've been working on things he can do to vary up his timing to the plate to like hold base runners because like he's just not comfortable from the stretch or from a slide step. Um, and we had a, an umpire call a balk, uh, and it was just like not a balk. Uh, and I went on and argued it. Uh, and he was like, it's in the rule book. Uh, if you have a rule book, go and bring it to me and I will show you where it says it. Uh, and I took him up on that and went and brought him a rule book in between the innings and was sure I was about to get ejected. Uh, and he did not eject me. Um, he just like clearly didn't have an understanding of the Bach rule. Yeah, and then what do you, what do you emailed say driveline that? support oh, really? on Monday, uh, trying to defend himself and state his case uh, that the pause in the delivery, that like the yeah. Nestor Cortez thing, you know, whatever, like the pause at the top and like look back uh, is by his view, subjectivity, uh, a, an interruption in the delivery. Yeah. And an interruption in delivery is a Bach. However, like that's subjective and that's not accurate. Uh, but like, you also emailed, like you basically emailed in to like try to reach you. Yes. Yeah. And so obviously immediately yeah. it was seen and sent over yeah. to me and I, yeah. I emailed the guy. He also happened to be the, uh, there was a kid on my team, uh, who it is his middle school band teacher. Oh, so yeah. he was like, he's a great dude, yeah. but like, yeah, he's a middle school band teacher. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he emailed in and whatever. And, um, I emailed offering, uh, him like a, a either a potential coaching role if he wants to coach here. Because, like, I actually really appreciated him, like, thinking so yeah. much about it on yeah. Saturday yeah, and following up, that yeah. he emailed in yeah. on Monday yeah. uh, to try to explain himself and clarify yeah. a little bit more. Uh, and then I offered uh, to have, like, him be our ump on retainer uh, yeah. if we need, like, a driveline ump. So, driveline umps, it's That's happening. Sick. That's it's happening. That's sick. I'm going to get him in front of a hit tracks and see if he uh, can. That's one of our biggest problems is uh, our kids getting way too comfortable with the hit track zone. Oh. And then getting yeah. really frustrated yeah. when the youth umpires who are middle school band teachers uh don't does anybody map ever it call directly. a bigger zone or is it always smaller oh it's always massive the youth umpires oh, always have oh, massive zones. okay okay so like okay, my okay. kids are uh, looking uh, at strikes uh, yeah. that they're just like that's not a strike and i'm okay, just like okay. uh, yeah on a big league uh, I, thought hit way. I thought you were saying the other way i thought, I thought well i mean i thought you, for like, breaking balls a lot of times yes okay okay for breaking but other teams don't throw breaking balls yeah yeah, oh, yeah we right, see yeah. we only see breaking balls on two strikes yeah. from any other team yeah and we throw breaking balls. I told my kids, "This when does this come out?" Uh, I usually put them out Friday. Next Friday. This Friday. This coming yeah, Friday. Yeah. All right. So if any of you coaches are listening to this and you're in the Art Wright Memorial Tournament here in Seattle, I'm going to give you a great hint to what my team is going to do this weekend strategy wise. Uh, we're not allowed to throw more than two fastballs in the same at bat unless it's more than a six pitch at bat. Okay. So we're we're throwing a so third fastball. Two thirds. Yeah, yeah. Two thirds off yeah, speed. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Because like. We are the only youth organization in the state for sure, and I would posit probably uh, one of very few, if any, in the country that use eye pitches. Uh, yeah. And so, like, our kids see breaking balls out in the yeah. machine 
other teams don't all they yeah. all they're geared up to hit is fastballs yeah so if we're throwing two-thirds breaking balls and we have some nasty breaking balls because we do pitch design with our yeah, kids yeah, yeah. uh like we're we're gonna do pretty well but umpires struggle do, do other teams at least like throw changeups nope. uh, as off speed? Well, it's just fastballs. Yeah, I mean, they, and, and a changeup for a lot of these kids is just like I'm gonna throw a slower fastball. Right, they don't, right, they don't right, right, actually right, know what they're right, doing. Right, right, right. Yeah, most of them is just like all fastball. I mean, there's a ton of youth coaches who still think that like curveballs are bad for your arm. Yeah, yeah. right. Like there's just and then like nobody's got trackman units yeah. to be able to pitch design and make these curveballs better. Even classified like right. what, what the fuck they're throwing. Right, yeah. and like we've got kids who you know came here and they were like, I have Not a so this is my breaking ball, and we're just like. Okay, it's not bad, but like it's kind of slurvy. So let's adjust grips and give you a bri- a curveball and a slider. Yeah, uh, and like have some separation there. Yeah, and like they went from a kid who's like I have a fastball and like an okay breaking ball to I, I have a fastball and two like pretty decent, yeah. very distinct, different breaking balls. Yeah. And that's like you don't see that at fourteen. Yeah, like most of these kids. That was the biggest thing we got back from our high school kids was when they went to high school tryouts and like started the high school season. They felt like they were so much more advanced and far ahead of where their high school teammates were because they had been hitting breaking balls for two months. Yeah. And like none of their high school teammates had seen a breaking ball until we got to like yeah. high school tryouts, high school season. Yeah. Um, and that was like a how, how, that'd be the big piece of advice, looks, right? Just drive on, drive on youth. We throw breaking balls. We throw breaking balls. Yeah. And like we get asked all the time. So we played a pretty good team uh, two weeks ago. Um, and like we're, my team's pretty good, but like this is one of the top teams in the state. Um, and they just are destroying teams. Um, and we held them to less runs than like basically they had scored in any game this year because we just breaking ball them to death and they were just, they're just good fastball hitters. Yeah, yeah. So like they don't care if your fastball is 78, they're still going to hit it. Yeah. And like 78 is good for a 14 year old, but they're yeah. still going to hit it. Yeah. But if you can throw like a pretty good slider, they're just not going to hit it and it's yeah. going to frustrate the hell out of them. Yeah. And then you could throw a fastball and they're not going to catch up to it because they're already in their head. Yeah. So like that's, you know, if you're in the all right, that's our strategy yeah. this weekend. Just yeah. get ready for 66 That's how confident we are, bro. We'll tell you what we do, when we do it, doesn't matter. Still not going to hit it. You'll either still get walked or not be, not be able to hit it. Correct. Because that's most umpires will just call it where it lands yeah. and not where it crosses yeah. the plate, which is like my kids get so frustrated when they throw like a really good breaking ball that like cuts out of the zone at the last second. Yeah. And so like it'll be caught or like our catchers, you know, yeah. aren't super great. So they're yeah. not framing it well or, or not receiving it well. And it's yeah. like that was a strike and he's not calling it. And it's like, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, trust the process. Youth umpires. But anyways, um, good to have you on, man. Always. Um, yeah, I'll probably put this out. Yeah, in forty eight hours. But yeah, dude, good to, good to have the, good to have the. Well, I was gonna, I mean, I was gonna say brains behind the operation, but also uh, everyone's everyone's a brain, but it's like you know, like yeah. like how involved you are at, at, at the uh, across all levels. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not super super deep in just keeping up with. with academy but like it's, it's been sick to see the product grow yeah and yeah huge responsibility um i'm glad you're getting 500 500 parents dming you mm-hmm. that'll, that'll boost your slack analytics stats no it's and, not it doesn't because it's in the other slack channel oh yeah yeah all, all, all this all this triple all this triple whatever yeah, whatever yours is in, <laughs> in drive and we'll, we'll see who hits you up on uh on your number yeah 425-227-9076 and check out the driveline baseball youth academy podcast Yeah, and send a picture so he knows uh, who he's talking to. Yes, absolutely. Picks needed.